Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. From someplace far away, he is very nice, very evil, CJ. Being accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Wayne, whatever, Freshly Squeeze, to be seen. And now, the best in the world. Welcome to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast with myself, Mr. Rizzo, CJ, and TBZ. We discuss the subject of our form of professional wrestling this week when we break down AEW's Rampage, WWE SmackDown, and we also jump into part two of our discussion of Sammy and KO's feud from back in NXT. Five, Let's start the show. We've been fighting for Five, fucking forever. ever, and I'm honking for that. Ooh. How's it going, boys? That was how's it going? For me, it's going well. I just finished my move. We're just getting there. Today I got my internet on, so don't worry, honk if you love wrestling listeners. I am here. CJ is here. Unfortunately, we do not have Spence tonight. Who? He was not able to connect. Who? LA is weird. Who? Uh, who? Spen- <clears throat> who? 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 Uh, Spence, Spence, he will be here. Uh, he mentioned he'll be here next week when we talk about some... Uh, I mean, honestly, we can't even predict about what we're going to talk about because this wrestling world has been crazy. Yeah, I mean, he, he was at the live wrestling and we couldn't talk to him. We couldn't talk to him. We couldn't talk to him at all. Well, I'm feeling pretty great, actually. Mr. Rizzo, I was telling you, it's been a delight going through all these NXT things. It's It's been great. So uh, I'm feeling great. I'm excited to talk about it and dive into this KO Sammy situation we got going on here. Yes, that was a good pick me up. I had some bad news on Monday with not getting the house that I put a bid on. And that's just how the housing market goes. It's the way she goes, but we're just going to keep on looking. Um, but before we look into my housing uh, woes, we're going to go into what we're going to talk about first. A little bit of well, first, I want to AEW. I just want to point out oh, yes. to the elephant in the room that, uh, you know, you mentioned a certain individual Spence isn't here. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that means we can't get to our email response. I know we've been advertising this for weeks now, and I'm just going to have to call it. I'm going to have to throw in the white towel and I'm going to say email. I'm sorry, but if you want to get on, if you want to get your claim to fame on air here. Email us about something else. You are throwing in the white towel, just like what happened when Bret Hart fought Bob Backlund. He got put in that crossface chicken wing. You're just saying it's too much right now. Nah, it's been just, too long. I'm sorry. Moving on. We want to have on. Spence talk, and he's not here. And we'll get some more. We'll get some more emails to discuss. What, but we don't have emailer. we don't have a capacity limit on emails. You can just spam us with emails and questions and Hit stupid ramblings, gifs, whatever. Uh, I think they're called gifs, but. I mean, honestly, I'm ready it's to get for another wrestling. podcast. All right, <laughs> that will be for another. I'll fight you. All right, <laughs> oh. controversy. I think I think I'm gonna call my boy Double J, and he'll have something to say to your face about that. A wild slap nuts? Are you talking? A wild slap nuts appears. <laughs> Double J, Jeff J. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Double Double J in a moment, but. I know that, Mr. Rizzo, you really thought that this Rampage, this AEW Rampage, was worth talking about. So what do you think about this Rampage that 
we just sat on Friday. I had a lot of fun watching the show. Um, uh, you know, on, I got to be honest, a lot of the rampages lately, um, it's just how it worked for me was I'm usually watching it the next day or I wasn't watching it at all. And I'm seeing some clips of what happened. But, you know, I sat down to watch this like early Saturday morning after it happened. And hmm. I thought it was the a great show. Watch it. it was a great show. I just liked everything that happened with it. Um, yeah. It now, was can just a can good I time. ask you, are you thinking that it's a good show for uh, AEW or a good show for Rampage in general? Because I know that TBZ and I watched it. We were impressed by some things. We were also um, a little bit. You know, we were not impressed by some other things. It felt sometimes like a casual show. Now, we're not trying to talk uh, against it. Now, now, before CJ goes on and talks for me, oh, I'm so all I'm going to say is that I felt like I was potentially oversold on the quality of Rampage. The way you had messaged in Discord of, of your uh, adulation for this episode, I was kind of like, huh. Something big must have happened on the episode. So I'm sitting there. Wait- so my problem is, is my expectations were up there. So I was sitting there waiting for it. And I was just like, all right, I'm gonna watch this rampage. And I watch it. And I'm like, I'm getting to the street fight. And all of a sudden, I'm like, did I miss it? What happened? Like, hmm? now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm going to just- say it exactly how I went into it. I know that the show's an hour long. I'm expecting one, maybe two good matches. And I thought the entire hour was just a great wrestling great wrestling show you had darby and juice i thought was solid and yeah i'm pretty much copying what i what i wrote in the discord but eddie and ortiz in the house of black was great uh, we had kind of a comedy match with daddy ass or with the guns we got a guitar shot from double j and then ruby and willow were dressed as the dudley boys and said get the tables oh wow and the main event fucking honked like, I just it thought hooked. it was great. I thought it was a great show. Some people, I think the main event is controversial. Controversial. Um, I just know what it – I just had a great great time watching everything. No, Mr. Rizzo, let, let's just talk about this piece by piece really quickly. Darby Allen versus Juice Robinson. Uh, TBZ, what would you think? Great match? Was it a really good match? I, I think it was a good match. I thought it was okay. I, I don't know. Like, it didn't wow me. And did you think it was a predictable match? Yeah, I was going to ask Are you like, so what, what about this match made it so great to you, Mr. Rizzo? I would argue that I would like a match that I'm kind of unsure of the outcome. And no, I don't expect Darby to lose his belt this soon, but you put him against somebody who you could be like, oh, this could be real. So on that perspective, I didn't care so much for this match. I was just like, okay, it's a classic Darby and defending. You know, you, this was the match to put and defending onto his uh, title. No, some could no, some could see this as like just a Darby Allen. Hey, look, we have to get some wins under your belt. Still a good match, but <clears throat> as you yeah. mentioned, a little bit predictable. You kind of knew who was going to win that. Mr. Rizzo, yeah, what, do you, what do you think? I, I didn't mind. I know what I'm getting from Darby, and I'm happy to see Juice go in and just have some fun. Um, everything about the outcome is predictable, and if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be shocked and tell you guys about it the next day. That's not what happens, but I'm just I know, I'm going to just get a solid match real quick, and it's the main event, or it's not the main event. It's the start and the hour of the show. I also know for where it is on the card for the live for the live wrestling crowd, you have. Uh, would they just go through two hours, two and a half hours, or three hours of live wrestling? Uh, it was probably two and a half hours of live wrestling in that crowd. That isn't a they're they're 
they're building the crowd back up again to the main event. So they're putting um, it so on for cool. you. They're like, okay, Darby, there's no fear of getting put in a coquina clutch when he does the coffin drop, which is unfortunate to me. Very I unfortunate. I see that man choked out. What do you I do think? too. I'm trying. I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm spirit bombing, putting my energy out there into the universe. Please take it and make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I don't hate seeing Darby. Juice, Juice is always good to see. He's a good wrestler. What else did we see on Dynamite? You mentioned. I, real quick, though, I just felt like I was more for lack of a better term, wild with juice the last time I saw him than I was in this match. That's all. So I, it was just okay. It was, I, I'm not like, watch Rampage because Juice Robinson was on it. No, it was just like, okay. Sure. For this particular match, no. I wouldn't have said, hey, this is why you sure. got to check out Juice. But it was There might have been match. other reasons and other, other times where I've been like, hey, Juice was on AEW and this is a reason to check him out. So this isn't one of those. So, so I agree with that. I'm like, okay, it wasn't this match. Something else happened in this episode. Let's keep going. <laughs> Watch <laughs> you know, this like, match because a belt needs to be defended, and MJF sure is it was a championship doing that match. right yes, now. So it is a championship match. match. I get that on Rampage. I I like that thought. Also, I'm just my mindset during this match is all I was giving you. I was just like, at this point, I'm like, okay, well, maybe something else happened. So I'm like, put, put, put my... another notch on his bedpost. Not a GG Dolan. We're <laughs> never gonna. We're never gonna get to the level. I think. My, your your expectations were just too high from where I sure. guess where I was going in for the entire oh, yeah. show. There right. was nothing I bought about the show that I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing and it's going to be great." It was just no, like, but there was, oh, that, was, that, was just really was awesome. that was great. That was cool. It was an amusing disconnect is what I'm pointing out. Well, I guess that the one thing between myself and TBZ is that I kind of know exactly where we are with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus the House of Black. And I think TBZ is coming at it, and I don't want to put your any words in your mouth or your thoughts of just more like, I don't know what the story is here and what are they really doing. And I kind of know from before that the House of Black is trying to plant seeds in Eddie's mind that Ortiz is turning on him behind his back. And none of that is really true, but they're walking the line like, yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. It. And they're like, well, wait a minute. I don't. And then now after this week, you're still not like the whole time. Like, no, that's not it. That's not. And now I'm like, well, maybe it is. I don't know. So it that's feels, where I am with the story. And I was cool with the match because of that. It felt that storyline feels a little rushed. It feels like it just started last week. And all of a sudden he's to the point where he doesn't want to tag his tag partner in to help win the match. So that element is, is yeah, what I'm like, kind of just dissension. like eh, on the dissension um, has hit again. And it's like they're, they're that being friends. said, this is not a bad match. I'm not saying that. I just my expectations were higher. And um, Eddie Kingston is always fun. No I do matter like what. I do like how they played that up where it was like. It was unorthodox wrestling. It's the classic. Oh, look, another tag match, except, oh, no, there's this weird thing where they now have to try and tag wrestle a different way. And like Ortiz still tried to insert himself in the match and he would try and still assist Eddie, even though he wouldn't tag him in. And that was cool. Like, I liked watching that. I was like, yay, this is refreshing. So for that element, I liked that about that on Rampage. Just to add more to this, like the, uh, the little details about the whole thing. The the guys have a different name when they only come out with the two of them without Buddy Murphy. I think they're the the 
like black something of the black throne or something. They King said the, the name, black throne, and they just throne, Brody like King. No matter when, it's just always. I mean, Alistair Black he's too. Scary. They're he's just scary. so scary. So I don't even care what happens in the match. Just see his Ooh. entrance come out and him re- hit just close someone one time, and the match ends, and I'm cool with it. That's kind of again. That's my expectations in this. Your expectations were so different going in, and the, that's the whole thing with the main event. If we're I mean, just not even to skip over Jeff Jarrett because we're gonna get Jeff Jarrett. He gets a great shot. Uh, CJ, I don't want to take it away. You go. You do. No, no, no. Jeff Jarrett, to, to me right now, is irrelevant. Um, and we've our, talked way too much about Jeff Jarrett at this point. No, he's going to get spot with the Golden Globe. Come on. Sure, the Golden Globe is fun. It's great. It's Jeff Jarrett doing Jeff Jarrett stuff. It feels like TNA. I apologize. I love Jeff Jarrett. Um, obviously. Wait, I, what? No. I am a fan of Jeff Jarrett. How dare you? Um, the thing CJ, is, the main come event, on your side. Listen, the main event is kind of the draw of this rampage, wasn't it? Yes, and the reason that I think the biggest difference between myself and TBZ is that I almost didn't. I forgot that this was a hardcore match before it even started. Ugh. Like when it started, I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. I forgot. Oh, weird. T shirt contest afterwards? Why is that? I, w- I mean, I would listen to anyone in a wet t shirt out of all of those. Didn't ladies. you think it was weird they were all coming out in white, Master Rizzo, when you didn't know it was an extreme rules match? No clue. Did not notice until you pointed out the day after. <laughs> I honestly did not know. Wild. Actually, I noticed right away that the that like I said before, that Ruby and Willow were dressed as the Dudley boys before they said it. And like immediately when the match started, they just said, get the tables. And they went and got some tables. And we want to talk about one table in particular. There was a, there was a particular table spot with Willow and Anna Jay. And my take on it was, I just felt bad for Anna Jay that it went that way. I felt Willow just, jumped farther than she was supposed to and not landing on and i just hope it i hope it went well like i hope she's you know that's it that's how i looked at it i don't know welcome to botramania yeah it was just i mean it, it's not even you did the move wrong you just you went you just jumped too far you're just supposed to fall on the table right and not jump over the table and then like there's nothing Anna Jay did. Like, it, she took the bump. Like, it no, she fixed. tried to take the bump. She's been a professional yeah, with like, all of these bloody do? matches. With all of these bloody matches. And I'm going to say it again. With all of these bloody matches. It just seems like every time that Anna Jay or Tay Conti fight, it's just a bloodbath. You see Ruby Soho, too. It's just blood constantly. Yeah, Ruby was unfortunate. And Anna was just... Anna's not been in a lot of matches, and I think that she's she just she did great, but she's throwing her body on the line every time she goes out there. It's great. She bleeds. She bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. I like how when you guys were pointing out that they were the Dudley boys, the image you had sent to kind of like mirror the the theme, uh, they weren't even wearing white shirts. So I was just like, oh, clearly the costumes weren't the Dudley boys. So it just it's la- it, it's making me laugh, Mister Rizzo, that you didn't notice that they were wearing all those. It, it didn't really, yeah, yeah it, not it, until you saw it, but yep. with all the blood, yeah, you had to notice the, the, the red and white. And Ruby, Ruby had it out in spades in this match for sure. Holy crap. Like, her selling that at the end, I've never seen, I hadn't seen that in a minute. And it kind of, it, it got me for sure. I was all like, Ugh. No, let me ask a question, just out of curiosity, because I missed the end of this match. For some reason, I just can't remember. 
was the Jericho Appreciation Society at ringside for Anna JAS, or were no. they not? They no, were not. Where were, were they? For her. Where were they? Yeah, why maybe were they, they were banned from ringside her? because of the match. I don't know. What? What? What's your point, CJ? What are you getting? My at point here? is that they were probably at Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, well done, sir. Well done. They were at the Battle of Los Angeles performing at an indie show, not even on AEW. You got a guy like Chris Jericho. He hasn't he hasn't performed in an indie show in like what fifteen years? Twenty years? What was he doing there? Yeah, we're, we're talking about Bola, which is the Battle of Los Angeles, which I believe is an awesome like indie tournament that they have uh, in the LA. Who I believe the champion of last year, and I believe still this year. Like I might be wrong about getting all of the stats on this, but Daniel Garcia won it last year. I think he was supposed Ooh. to compete this year in a. T- and no, he's not the. He can't be the current winner. But I think he. Um, he was supposed to compete in a tag team. And who he was supposed to tag with, he didn't want to because he was a professional wrestler and he doesn't wrestle with professional wrestlers. He wrestles with sports entertainers. entertainers. (laughs) And then a whole group of JS to be called the sports entertainer. Oh, man. He's walking that line. Okay. We're getting bogged in details. Yo, dirty South Buffalo. Don't even start me on that. We're getting bogged down in the details, though. Jericho appeared at an indie show. What is going on? Is Tony it Khan was just, cool, man? Is he just high off that Jaguars win? There, he's like, all right, we'll throw Jericho anywhere we want to. Like, what is going on? This fucking forbidden door. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's just wrestlers appearing wherever they want to, whenever they want to, as long as they're not tagged with that WWE moniker. That's yeah, going like to show you how great AEW is. AEW is just, just like, hey, yeah, you're part of our company, but you can go wherever you want. I mean, <laughs> FTR had like three different promotions belts on AEW. Yeah. They obviously can go wherever they want. WWE sphere, I think it's just constantly that. I guess CJ, I'm trying to say I'm a little, uh, I'm jaded at this point. You know, we're all like, look at this forbidden door. I'm like, yeah, we know it's been going on for over a year now. Like it it hasn't a big deal. It it has. Sorry. We're going on a year, right? We're, we're, uh, you are on. Eight months now? Mr. Rizzo, before I, I, I go on a diatribe about old school wrestling and that forbidden door, it seems like maybe... Do you have a thought on this? You guys are talking about two different things. For what, the reason I brought up Bola and then the forbidden door. So, forbidden door... I brought I up the forbidden we're door. About, we're talking about the big guys talking to each other. New Japan and AEW or, or WWE and New Japan... My point was is AEW has been doing that from the start. There was no forbidden door with the indie promotions. From the very beginning of their entire promotions, they've had people who have had multiple belts. John Moxley has wrestled other places. John Moxley has wrestled in New Japan. Them having a working relationship with it being on TV at the same time, that might have been something new with the forbidden door. But the whole like how their the roster was treated on the indies and how he did has always been that way. And I just wanted to point out that it was cool that Jericho did it. Like that was as small as a. It wasn't anything different. It was just cool that Jericho showed up. That was that's, that's all. Why I wanted it to say. matters? No, no, yeah. that's why it matters because it's Jericho. Who gives a fuck about Garcia or it Matt popped and it, it it helped Garcia. But you you're right. It was just for Garcia. Garcia. Just, all right, or I'm going to tweet at him from our account, honk if you look, at wrestling honks, and tell CJ's like no one gives a shit about you. 
No, but wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I forgot. I, you know what? I've been with this move and everything. I forget <laughs> our social medias. Can anybody remind me what our socials are? Because I got to log into those again. We're going to hear wrestling really hard. honks. At wrestling honks on Twitter. Uh-huh. All right, where else are we? Uh, Honk we're on. If you love wrestling at gmail.com. At the Gmail. TBZ, what do you got? Because we got the Gmail, we got the Twitter. What's the flim flam? We got TikToks. Honk we got a TikTok. We're going to hit those NXT minutes. I promise the move just happened. YouTube. Honk if you love wrestling. We got YouTube. We have everything. We got Insta. We have Gmail. Please hit us Honk there. Honk if you love wrestling. Go to wherever. Search for Honk if you love wrestling. That's us. You know who we're not going to see? That was a big unsponsored show. ad. What are we going to see? A man who controlled his narrative on all of the fucking indie shows. Braun Strowman. Braun oh, Strowman good. had a match against Gunther if I'm not mistaken, this week for the IC belt. Uh, just jumping into WWE. Yes, yes, on SmackDown this past Friday. This was on SmackDown, and this was Gunther going against a big Haas. We all wanted to see this match. We have been waiting for it for a while. They've teased it a bunch. They had that weird tag match where Braun Strowman, for some odd reason, tagged with the New Day to take on Imperium. And then we watched Gunther run around like a scared little boy at the sight of Braun Strowman. It was weird. It was very very strange. And I'm glad we got to this moment here for this match. (laughs) (laughs) And we did. And it was a good match. It was just too big. So this this SmackDown was in Wisconsin. What's Braun sporting? Oh, those Green Bay Packer boots you talking about? They start pointing at it before the match. And I'm sitting here watching it going, Braun's going to win this match, isn't he? They were they're really laying into this. Oh, yeah. no. Like, yeah, Gunther, no, I think your reign's done here, bud. But you know that Gunther can't lose this belt right now. He's... Any Braun's due. Braun is due, but here's the thing. You've got all these title reigns that are lasting and lasting, right? They've got to come to an end soon. Um, kind of like Gunther's does to <laughs> Braun Strowman. <laughs> and, and I would have hoped so, but that's not the case, was it? I know. No, it wasn't. No. But... But you know what? Good on them. They finally found somebody to give Braun a run for his money. Like this, Braun got worked in this match. Like there were moments where I was just like, I've never seen Braun in this position before where it's just like struggling to get offense off. You know, Gunther's got him in some submission holds in the center of the ring. And it's just like, let's cut to commercial picture in picture. Oh, he's got him in it for like five minutes. No, Gunther's not a guy that I've ever loved, even when he was Walter. I mean, I've been a fanboy. Oh, he like, lived, okay, my friend. No, he's a good wrestler. I get it. But let me ask a question. He just beat Braun Strowman, uh, a man who is a WWE champion. Who can possibly, if I can touch into the nature of spec? Who? Who? who is there anybody that you guys can think can actually beat this man for his belt? Who? I, I got hey, an do you answer, see but a, I don't do think you see it's a, a Braun good Breaker? answer. Who? Oh, that's a better answer. Who? I mean... Braun Breaker? Who? A man? Who? 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 Could you it's see not going to be Spurs. We could have a comeback with Big E to challenge Gunther for the belt. It's oh, just no, a man who has held the belt. Because I don't know what they may do at the top of the card, and I'm not even sure if it works, for it, but I think the one person that would beat him that might be believable would be Drew McIntyre. D-Mac. But... As a, as an IC title, and it would be kind of cool with the with the sword, but I don't know. You kind of like him at the top of the card, right? But maybe that's just because of Mania and 
Roman having both belts, he's he's not able to do that. So that maybe that's a good spot. I don't know. And and there may be a breaking away soon, but but TBZ, what do you got, my friend? My best friend. If we haven't reached halftime of this, if we haven't reached halftime of this bloodline storyline, I'm going solo Sokoa because that bloodline needs more belts. And what does solo have right now as an accolade? Nothing. He's the enforcer of the bloodline. Who better to take down Gunther than solo Sokoa? What do you guys think about maybe a guy like LA Knight eventually getting out of this feud? Listen, after this Mountain Dew pitch black match, I got that dude right here. Mountain Dew sent a swag. Yeah, like I, when, when is he going to get out of the hellhole that is Bray Wyatt? What is this? What is we are we going to some we got to somehow predict what is going to happen in that match next week? I mean, we're having a prediction show next week where we're going to break down all of uh, Royal Rumble. Like I said, we probably only got like six matches to break down within our picks, so it'll be fun. But what is a pitch black? I'm oh, sorry, a Mountain Dew pitch black match. If there's not black Mountain Dew in like a pool next to the ring and then someone's got to be pushed into it and that's the rules, I don't really want to watch it. So what's good? what do you think of Mountain Dew pitch black matches? That's what I'm saying. Yep. You could also have a cool moment where it's like LA like doesn't know where Bray is and he pops out of the water. He's all like, ah! <laughs> you know, just, I don't know. You could ham this up. I'm just, really good. Uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm personally hoping for like an Uncle Howdy. Oh, yeah, he uh, comes switch on Bray Wyatt real quick. <laughs> like LA Knight, like scared, but he pins Bray. It's, it's gonna be weird. And I do hope that I see LA Knight. Yeah, yeah. In that title scene, eventually, he's a future main eventer, guys. You know, this. I don't mean to derail the whole Braun Strowman Gunther topic, but. We're talking about Bray and he came up on SmackDown and you were uh, he. I'm still confused because I think he admitted to being all these personas. Uncle, how? Yes, he is everybody. I am. the So mom. I, I guess what you're saying now is just I Bray Wyatt. It's weird. It's strange. And at this point, and, maybe... and here's my question. Is that true? Or is he just spinning more webs of lies and we just don't know what the hell is going on with this man? The more information that we get, the less compelling it's becoming sometimes. Maybe, sometimes, yeah. Maybe hopefully we see some resolution or some answer in this sweet-ass Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> Mr. Rizzo, go ahead. and you're, We're setting ourselves up for failure on you. Oh, so hard. In this match, I am Towley from South Park. Oh, man. And <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I just, yeah, you want to get high? Like, I don't, I don't really know what else to do at this point. I have no idea what's up. And I'm just going to sit back and watch for the, sit back and be there for the ride. Cause I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad it's, it, it does feel like it's revving up. Like it's it no is. longer mysticism or anymore. We're, we're, like we're gearing up for him to actually be in the ring. Remember, he still hasn't been in a match yet. He was in a weird dark match, a house show or two to gear up. That's but not a match. I know, I know, I know. I have no idea what's right. going on. Just my, just our honk if you love wrestling listeners. Just so you know, we're aware that he did some dark matches and shit. But no, he hasn't actually wrestled. On but it. I believe Mr. Rizzo has gone on record saying, that means they're gearing up to be on the brand. So you're just proving my point even more by bringing that up. 
Yeah, for sure. And yeah, no, it's it, it. I feel once he gets in the ring, like that's when we're gonna see it start fitting into wrestling. Because right now it feels very isolated, and it's all this. Woo, what could it be? And now they have to tell us what it is. And once yeah. he gets in the ring, I think that will kind of make it more concrete rather than how ethereal this whole thing has been. Well, jumping from the ethereal to, like you said, the concrete. To the physical. To well, the material. You, well, there's nothing ethereal about the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn feud. There's oh, nothing. No, you can feel that. It just breeds electricity into the air as you see them stare each other down. Where even Zeus himself goes, good God, man, tone it down. But we still don't know what's going on. We don't have any idea what's really going on between these two. There was, What do you mean? Well, like we've, seen them, we've seen them fight for the last 15 years. We've seen we these two have. go at each other. Um, On two major brands. Two major brands, you're absolutely right. NXT, NXT and SmackDown. Sure, but we also saw them at... Um, you guys are professionals. We also saw them at, uh, at, at, at NXT TakeOver, uh, Rivals, and uh, Unstoppable. Uh, yes. Which were the two pay-per-views that we kind of took a look at and reviewed. And yes, let's bring it back. Let's let's all cut up. Yes, that was the plan. We did our homework. We were going to watch some some old wrestling on NXT. We were going to talk about it. Hopefully, some of the the listeners also did the same thing. Um, yeah, that was a bleeding in from the from the the main event of of SmackDown to what we were talking about with going to look back at the two matches they had in NXT, a KO and Sammy had in NXT, and we kind of got lucky with how they maybe all put work together. Um, so breaking them all down is interesting. I mean, wh- what is this relationship between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? We see these matches where it's brutality, where it feels like they don't care about each other, but there are small moments where it's like, maybe they do. Um, even now, the- real quick, are you talking about the relationship as a whole, or are we talking about at a specific moment in time? Oh, the relationship changes over the moments, and it's it's weird because you know at times they're best of friends at times the worst of enemies and is that true can a human being really have a friendship with somebody that is that brutal that is that i mean you saw what they did to each other you watch these matches the pump up power bomb the haluva kicks they are beating the fuck out of each other but can they yeah they don't even get clean finishes either in in either matches never it doesn't seem to happen Okay, so let's let's talk about it. What did you guys see in that first match, the the rivals match, where this was right after um, that turn where Kevin Owens pump up power bombed him into the ring apron? I thought, yeah, I, start... I kind of. Oh, go ahead, TBZ. Uh, I was just quick comment that I thought uh, that they were using a relatable storyline of two best friends. The one friend gets married and everything changes. Thanking of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, not, you know, not exact one to one, but it was just like, you know, where have we seen this before? Not a knock on it. Just, hey, it's relatable. I, I've seen this in wrestling. I can get in on this. So the way that the feud kind of set up, like uh, CJ had mentioned, we last saw Well, didn't we last saw them, but KO and Sammy ended the pay- previous takeover with uh, get Sammy being put out with the pop up powerbomb. But there were more. There were a few episodes where they interact a little bit on NXT, and it's unfortunate that it's not on the Pacock for us to watch and break all those down. 
So we kind of jumped ahead to the NXT TakeOver Rival, and then we went also to the NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. But with Rival, the way it was positioned was two months to the day from the previous TakeOver was when KO was only going to wrestle Sammy if it was for the NXT title belt because he was saying there's more money on the line uh, and that brings me more. And that was in the promo of two months to the day of my day, but I'm going to win the NXT championship. Because and he got that's married. That's set up that's, the match. That's why he needed the more money. Yep. And KO came out first with the Fight Owens fight chant. And Sammy had the crowd. I think the crowd was actually 50-50, but they were definitely cheering. Ole, 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 ole. What is, I have no to ask you guys yeah. about that. What the hell is with that? Like, they, the ole yeah. chants? Okay, so that was El Generico. They were doing it during Sammy's song, which was yeah. hilarious because it was not even in beat with the song. It's like, it just stopped. It's annoying to listen to. Like, I get it. Wait till during the match, maybe, or something? Uh, when Sami Zayn was El Generico, he had the Olay chant that was kind of his thing. Gotcha. And, um, and Kevin Owens had the, or Kevin Steen had the kill, Steen, kill, kill, Steen, kill, which is what um, fight. Uh, not WWE friendly or NXT friendly. So not, not they couldn't sell it on the t-shirt. So they changed it to fight Owens. Fight, fight Owens fight as opposed to kill. That one works kill. way better anyway. Yeah. So, so Sammy, that was just uh, a chant from like, that was the marks that knew him from his uh, indie days as El Generico, his friend. Uh, well, then to you marks out there, wait till after the music. Or be, yeah, on, <laughs> be on beat. And I know that latter one is a big ask, which is why I'm telling you, just do it during the match. Okay? Do it when he does that cool flippy rope thing that we all love that he does. You know what oh, I'm talking so about? Good. Oh, yeah. We he do. does the one where they're outside of the ring, so he, like, jumps down on it. And he, like, kind of just, like, lays back onto it and uses the rope to fling him backwards out of the ring and land on him. It's a great move that we saw yeah. when he, he debuted. Well, debuted it on the uh, NXT roster <laughs> against uh, Nakamura, if I'm not. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm getting my history mixed up. Um, Nakamura was after that, perhaps. Bring it on so back sorry. now. Bring it on back now. My bad. Uh, it was a great match. It was, uh, like you said, just an unclean finish. They never have a clean finish between them. Uh, sometimes well, this one was because of the pop-up power bombs. They caused Sammy to be injured, and they brought out the refs or the, the medical staff to, to check him out. Go ahead, Mr. Rizzo. Well, I'm, I'm going to break down the match a little in a minute, but break it down. because it was a takeover and it doesn't have commercials, that's how I look at the takeover, the premium live events, the pay-per-views. Um, it gets a honk rating for myself. Um, and I gave this a three honk rating, which means it was a honker. It does. Um, yes, it means it was a honker. But listen, it's a always here. listen, especially if you were watching it at the time when it actually happened. Even without a finish. It was that good. It really was. Um, in yeah. retrospect, it doesn't hold up as great. But when you were watching it, absolutely, it deserves that. It's like watching a Jerry the King Lawler match right now that got five stars, where it's like, hey, it doesn't hold up over time as much because of the things well, we've seen. This is this is my infancy of like really liking wrestling to the point where I, I knew of wrestling. I knew of wwe but i didn't really know about like hardcore indie like really good storytelling with wrestling like i really wasn't into it until around this time where i was like oh shit okay so just 
the whole match with KO starting with not wrestling by leaving the ring and just playing with him by not even getting in there and fighting was just a good start. And then Sammy just being frustrated with that by jumping over the rope and the ref at the same time and going after KO anyway. It's just a good start that like I hadn't seen before. So I'm just like, oh, wow, look at this. You can go what you got, TB, or what you got, CJ. Are you telling me that right now, if TBZ and I got into a wrestling ring as best friends, I would not circle the outside and try to toy with him, try to toy with his emotions? I know this man so well. And that's what Kevin Owens is trying to do there. He's he knows Sami Zayn. Yeah, and Sammy Sammy just sells amazing as well. Like him selling the lariats that he's getting from KO uh look amazing. Um so like him getting like you know, starting like I said over with getting thrown out of the ring or going over the ref and going out of the ring, and then throwing KO throwing Sammy on top of the ropes where his belly hits the top rope and he bounces off. Um and then the the gut buster to the senton was pretty awesome. And then the, the, the move that they couldn't really name, which I believe was like a pump handle bra- neck breaker. Oh, yeah. Just looked nasty. And it was just like, yeah, that's for the that's the price of admission right there. Like, you're not used to seeing that in no. WWE or NXT. And when that's, I was like, oh, crap. I don't know. You don't see that. Oh. And that's how I started going, oh, this is what wrestling. This is wrestling. And I went, oh, my God, this is awesome. And like I said, three honks are right there. But then it, it – yeah, go ahead, CJ. Well, the, I mean, that's a time when wrestling moves, they were still being explored a little bit more in NXT. They were allowed. They weren't banned. You know, you see Samoa Joe and that muscle buster on Tyson Kidd, and a lot of, of, of uh, restrictions got placed down on these guys where it's still a point where they can explore and do the moves that they know they've done for years because they are professionals and they're so fucking good at what they do. Even if it's a dusty finish, it doesn't matter. We love seeing Kevin and, and Sammy Zayn fight. And we see them fight again. What was it the next pay-per-view? The next one. Yeah, yeah we, I Yeah, the next one they get that. I wanted to say that TVZ mentioned the pop-up power bombs. Those are were those does that the Symphony of Destruction? Because I believe Sammy Got either five or six of them from KO in the match. <laughs> oh, we got five. Okay, I wasn't sure on my on my pin count. Well, I made a note like, in my uh, while I was watching this. I go, was KO the inventor of the power bomb? I was going to say that, like, yeah, because <laughs> he's always the one that was famous for the pop up. But I don't remember him doing it. Like, I always remember him doing it off the ropes once and in the ring, not over and over again in the middle of the ring, like like Wardlow. But it just. Even though they stopped the fight and they gave the the title to KO, I like how KO, if you do it purposely, they don't show it. He, like, walks backwards and purposely steps on Sammy while they're, they're, like, working on him. Like, he knows Sammy's back there. and He's, like, purposely just standing up with it and, like, trying to step on Sammy even though he's in intro. Like, that's that's what you do when you're just a complete ass. Yeah. And it it was just added to it. Like, oh, my God, look what he's doing to him. I... I, I this match was not a honker for me, although I gave it two honks. Um, one for being the move you had mentioned, Mister Rizzo, that uh, none of the announcers knew. That was a that was a well, I, when I, I was like, oh, okay, Very wild. Like uh, it's just not a move I haven't seen, so that was good. And uh, the other one was uh, when Sammy topes over the ref, who's outside, like talking to Owens outside the ring, and he topes onto him. I like that spot, so that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that's how the match started because KO wouldn't get in the ring. Right. So yeah, it was a good like, let's go. Yep. So yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, the match was good. 
it was good. Um, it, I, you can see the parallels and that this feud seems to be the foundation that all the, that, 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 that the iconic ones that I keep talking about Gargano and Ciampa have grown from. Because the Gargano and Ciampa feud in my heart of hearts it is better than the KO versus Sammy feud. Although it's on the main roster, Gargano versus Ciampa has I mean, those more are your words, not mine, but <laughs> yeah, I agree that it's like, while the KO, yeah. Yep. That's I'm, pick, anyway, I'm picking up what you're laying down, but that's why it makes me We're going to into that afterwards. <laughs> How about that? Go ahead, Mr. Rizzo. I would say that they got more, that Gargano and Ciampa, had a little more time and a little more help being on NXT as opposed to the main roster. And they were doing different things at that particular time. But I'm going to say know, we'll do, I, we'll do I, it as I, another segment in rivaling. That's this what I was going to say. We got that one and watching these NXTs, like I can't wait to do this with Finn. This is going to be fun. Can you imagine us saying this about a segment that involves Sami Zayn right now, the hottest act in wrestling in the bloodline saying that Gargano and Ciampa, that's going to be better. Like, it's so crazy for us to talk about because they are laying the foundation right now. There is still, as long as Ciampa can stay healthy and be okay, um, yeah, it's going to be even better than what we have right now, and that's fucking awesome. And we haven't even touched on the second portion of this rivalry. Oh, God. Um, the one at Unstoppable. Um, yeah, but before we get that, just to mention with the with the Ciampa and Gargano, like they've had unfortunate reasons why they've why they've like extended those because of injury and it's made it work because of like hey they haven't been able to wrestle and because they can't and now they are and that's again what's happening like Gargano's making a name for himself while Ciampa's getting healthy so when he shows up they'll be like oh sweet we can do them again it just it, like so I'm not saying injuries are good but it works out for the storytelling of that and we'll we'll see what we get but it's going to be fun to watch them um, go back and watch that NXT. Go back to watch Finn Balor in NXT. This is just reasons. And the reason I was going to say it was when people say they used to go back and watch the Attitude Era because that was their most fun, I think it's going to be the NXT and the NXT takeovers for me and my generation. Like going back and watching all this, this is like every single thing is great. So where, where are we are at? You telling, this? Know, hold on. Are you telling me that Val Venus and Goldust were not the best things during the Attitude Era? Um, I love me some gold. Oh dust. no, it was. I get what you're saying. It was there was some brutality there. There was just some really bad segments. Um, but goddamn, you're right, TBZ. Good segment. This next match. Try as you might, boys, but this match is unstoppable. Oh no! Ooh, transition. Right. He said transition. The thing. He said the thing. I said it. I thought it was. He neat said it. He said it. That there are start like in this match, there was starting to be some parallels to current day. How? Oh, Kevin Owens comes out in a John Cena shirt. And and I guess, uh, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Point out the timeline where we at at this point. I thought the announcers had mentioned that KO had a challenge for the U.S. belt, and it was against John Cena, but he declined because he wanted it for this NXT belt. Uh, well, the what was going on at the time was John Cena had the U.S. championship, US Open and he challenge. was doing open challenges. Mm-hmm. And KO, and KO came out challenge. and said, Nah, I'm out here. I'll, I'll wrestle you when I want, but I'm not wrestling you for that. That's a crap title. I have the NXT championship. Yeah. And then when he was talking to him, he gave John Cena a pop-up powerbomb, did the no, did the you can't see me, and then he took the NXT, v, NXT title, rove it above his head, and stepped on the U.S. championship belt. 
And that's how the title – and so he had made his debut. But at the same time, um, Sami Zayn had made his debut also, answering the challenge for the U.S. championship. Great and match. he was so excited. Great match. Amazing he was match. so excited. Which great. Which was, the fact that it was a great match is just amazing because of what happened before the match started. As he's walking up the stairs, he's so excited that the crowd is popping for him. He puts his hands in the air and he separates his shoulder. Fucking loses his Before shoulder. the match, he separates his shoulder and then has the match. He doesn't stop. He wrestles the whole goddamn thing. And it's a good match. Wow. Like, I'm watching this thing. I'm like, goddamn, Sami Zayn, like, after all the shit he did, and I see him, like, he can go with Don Medical Cena. came out mid-match, and then he still finished. It was just, ugh. So you have all that happening before this NXT Unstoppable uh, match. All of that happened before they meet again in this NXT TakeOver. So that's where we're at as like a, as a like, setup before this takeover. I did now. like the callback to Rival where they spilled to the outside and then KO tried to go for the powerbomb and he grabbed the uh, railing because they're near the crowd. Um, that was the callback to Rival when he uh, countered it by grabbing onto the ropes when they are on the outside of the ring. They know each other. It's storytelling. Right? It's so great. It's so they like, I know you're going to do that crap. You're not going to pull that crap on me. Let's just keep going back and forth. I'm going to do this. No, you're going to do that. It was just, yeah, it was great. I only gave this one two honks. Um, I, but you said the, the champ is here t-shirt that, that KO was wearing to start the match with John Cena popped the crowd because I don't think he had worn that before that takeover. Straight So that was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, over the, the they went over the barricade and the pop-up on the hardest part of the ring were my two honks in that right match. Right in the like, middle of the, the ring. Just yep. straight yeah. smack dab. That's the hardest part of the ring, straight in the middle, from what I know. Yeah, I also liked when uh, Regal was in his face. Yeah, later in the match with the headbutt and everything. Like, oh, Mister Rizzo, you were saying at the beginning of the segment that we missed some context because stuff happened on episodes, and it was at this moment when I was kind of like, I feel like I'm missing that right now. Uh, unfortunately, I gave this match no hawks. Um, Zero. See- you mean like you mean with with Regal? Yes. Yeah. With the pretty yeah, much just because you. Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen any of the, at the end of this the weekly TV show. Because mm-hmm. again, there was not a clean finish to this, and I actually noted I don't think the bell ever rang. So when he gets interrupted by Joe coming out, you know the the obvious I'm challenging for your belt. I'm like, well, maybe you should wait for him to finish his first match because there's no, be- you know, no- nothing happened. KO does leave though, so I'm like. I guess if you want to split hairs, technically you got counted out. So champion's advantage, he retains the belt. Now he's fighting Joe. Whatever. But I like your I like your answer more than I figured out when I was watching it live because I believe that was Samoa Joe's debut. Yes, and correct. no one knew his music. No one knew who it was until he came out. I mean, his music was kind of similar to what he had before. Mm-hmm. But I told TBZ in the the Discord chat. I was kind of like, oh, shit, who's this guy? Ooh, Kevin looks scared. This is going to be awesome. And then I look into host, uh, Samoa Joe's. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a thing. This is going to be cool. Like, And like I said, that's when I really started going to Brett. I'm like, oh, he's been doing this for a while. This is going to be awesome. And so, yeah, yeah good I, stuff. it's not a bad match. I just didn't honk for anything because it, it had some cool Easter eggs, but nothing new. 
Um, it was a cool, and, and again, you also just watched rival like two minutes earlier. Like we all watched them back to back. Sure. So they probably didn't have this, like, what are we going to see next? You're like, I just saw that over there. Well, so sure. But, yeah, and, but to be and fair, was... most pay-per-views or most premium live events, it's like, Hey, look, we got one pay-per-view. There's going to be some storyline in the middle. There's the next pay-per-view. This is the blow off. Right. So and I just, I guess the match ended kind of sooner than I expected. And it ended the same way. Powerbomb, Sammy's injured, can't wrestle, end of match. And it's just like, the man, the boy's made of glass, and we're just, that's, it feels like we're just going to keep ending up in this same situation. You're, you're right. And that brings us to today, which is, can you think of a time, because I can't, where Sammy Zayn actually hurt Kevin Owens, as opposed to when Kevin Owens hurt Sammy Zayn. And right now, does Kevin Owens actually want to hurt Sami Zayn? Well, I'd counter that with a question of, is this even the same KO and Sami Zayn? You know, you're we're comparing it to NXT, but, you know. I mean, you can't escape. Say that to Gunther, all right? <laughs> well, sure, but at this point, they are playing on that storyline. They are playing on that history. It's, it's, it's muddled. It's, are they? It's there. Everybody knows it's there. It's a hidden they're secret. Playing it's an up, they're playing the up that KO is challenging Roman for the belt. And Sammy conveniently happens to be there so they can kind of go, hey, throw him at him. Mr. Rizzo. Before we jump into SmackDown, mm-hmm. is that we were, we were going to go into the SmackDown match with uh, well, KO? And we were Sammy working our so way legit. there. You know. We were working our Piddly way there. I just the juices. Mention, we're going to get to more Sammy and KO. And I kind of jumped ahead, and I already have my breakdown that we'll get to later, and I'll probably do it again. But th- I don't think they meet again in a singles capacity until 2016 Battleground. Like, they go against each other in the Rumble and an IC title match and Money in the Bank where there's just some mixed stuff. But we'll get down the road. when the- Maybe this is closer to Mania because I think there's some cool stuff. But in 2016 Battleground, they have a head-to-head match where there is a finish. And we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that down the road, which I think might have to do more closer to their current storyline. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, but maybe before we get to SmackDown um, and talk about that main event and maybe the, the future of the Bloodline and what's going on, um, do you guys want to? You guys want to talk about some, you know, some big pops? You guys want to have some fun and do do a little, you talking about little big something pops? different? What? Yeah, let's talk about some <laughs> some snap crackle pops. Gonna take a breather from all this wrestling. Yeah, with all those Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn matches, there were some huge pops, and we've seen some big pops recently. So I liked I liked the uh, the one chant at the end of uh, Unstoppable. What a shame. Hadn't heard that one. That was that was neat. It's creative. It's awesome. Yeah. That was good. That yeah, was, it was good. in response to KO not fighting Samoa Joe. They're like, what a shame. What, what a sh- shame. <laughs> yeah, the cr- you could just tell. Like uh, that's what I loved about NXT, man. You watch that. The crowd was electric. That just like they the old NXT crowd is what it, you know? I they loved about wrestling. Everything. You thought the AEW crowd was bad. The NXT crowd, they just love it. It's ruthless. <laughs> The roar of the crowd. I don't know. The rest of the music. Were, yeah. Well, that but was yeah, weird. Yeah. But yeah, pops. <laughs> we, we all love them. You know, they bring, Gotta they have bring energy to the to the uh, production. So. No, guys, I've seen some big pops in my day. Now, there's a couple of things we could talk about. Now, we could talk about 
when we popped the most, or we could talk about when we felt there were the biggest pops, the biggest pops that we saw in crowds. Now, it's something we talked a little bit about before the podcast. Now, guys, what do you think? Should we talk about when we popped the most, or do you think we should talk about when we saw the crowd pop? Well, with how quickly this was brought up to me, I'm crippled by options. So I'm going to say the most times, we, the times we popped and not iconic pops. Absolutely. Run with it, TBZ. <laughs> Just run with it. What do you Because yours are going to be times. Uh, and, where you're at, right? What's that? Yeah, uh, yours are going to be some live crowd reactions. I'm going to just say this is my OLI because it's not a specific instant. Well, I mean, it is, but um, back in my infancy, when I was a Finn Balor fan, um, Rock came through in Buffalo and uh, we went and I think it was in 2018, maybe 19. Was it the house show? The house show. Yes. And the one I didn't effing go to. Yeah, and Finn was there, and we got to do his entrance, and he came out and did it. He came back. Oh, it was so upsetting I wasn't there. Back in that day, I was big on Snapchat, and I had made a Snapchat that uh, was me doing that entrance with him, and I had it in my phone, so, you know. <laughs> so good. I remember so, that uh, snap. I'm so upset because I remember going, was, yeah, I'm not going to go to the house show. Three sheets Nothing special about the house that, show. So like... Nothing cool is going to happen at the house show. And then Finn Balor showed up again. I'm like, why did I not go to the house show? I was so upset with myself. So that's my OLI. Um, and my, uh, my, my biggest pop, which I'm bringing because I'm kind of a little embarrassed by it, too, because I popped for a thing that actually didn't happen. And it was when we went to the AEW show, Mr. Rizzo, and Swerve came out. And I popped so hard because I was like, first of all, I love Swerve's entrance. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that means you know you're going to get Keith Lee. And I was like, yes. And then he never came out. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Didn't you also have a lot to drink at that show like myself? Oh, yeah. I was also three sheets of the way because it's rest. We had a good time in the Said A E Dubs. So yeah, that was a you good old time. Swerve in that glory, but you were deprived. I only got swerved, but no glory. <laughs> no glory. Yes, yes, yes. What do you got, CJ? What are some? What were oh, your no, favorites? No, no, no. I'm going to let you two blokes guess at mine in just a Ooh, little bit. All okay. right, because I'm going to give you some hints. I want you to think about when I popped the most. All right. Now, if you want to do this now, we can do this now. If you want to go after you, Mister Rizzo, it's up to you. Let's see. I'm going to say, was it when Alberto Del Rio debuted? That is an OLI. It was amazing. You heard that Mexican. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You can't hear that Aww. Mexican aristocrat music. But all right. So here's a hint, guys. I was an old school, small little kid, right? So I love the cruiserweights just in general. And I was a young wrestling fan, so I watched WCW versus WWE. Now, my big pop, my biggest pop as a fan came um, when there was a defection from WCW to WWE. A guy who I thought was very underutilized, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, Mr. Rizzo, do you have a thought about who it could be? It's it, it Ray Mysterio. Ray Ray, little Ray Ray, who is a dart for Kevin Nash. He threw him right into that production truck. Oh my gosh, I love Ray Mysterio, but uh, no, it's not Ray. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit blonder. Um, he did have a lot of matches in New Japan. He was a young lion for a little bit. 
Um, he is a current AEW star. Are you trying to get me to guess? I'm trying he's to get. Can, he's a current AEW star. He's a current AEW star, a big name there. No, okay, think okay, about okay. it. Jeff Jarrett. It's not Jarrett. Hold on. He, there, Jeff Jarrett never got a pop. All right, let's be real here. Think about current no, AEW it's a, star. You pop the most. So I mean, was, I'm thinking of little CJ. When when did this man fall in love with Jeff Jarrett? When he was like, we little lad, watch him come out and go, well, bam. And he was like, I want to do that. I love guitars. I love <laughs> guitar shots. No. All right. I'll give you one last hint. I'd argue it was, it was a good guess. It was a great <laughs> guess. 1998, 1999, 2000. I don't remember the specific year. He debuted against The Rock. All right. There was a countdown timer that brought this man to WWE. I'm not playing dumb anymore. I knew the answer the whole time. I don't know why you're trying to get us Tell to me it. the answer, Mr. Rizzo. What would I pop the most? Oh, it's got to be, I don't know. It's got to be like what? Someone like Liv Morgan? I hate you Something. so much as a human being sometimes. It's Chris Jericho. Chris we knew the Jericho, answer the entire baby. time. And why would you not know the answer to the countdown date in Y2J? Mr. Y2J, it was so great. It's 2000, duh. It was the Y2J countdown. He's so angry know. about it. But like, you should know the year for that one because of Y2J. Listen. I'm listening. Am I going to be wrong on that and then look like an idiot? Because that'll be just as cool. It was 1999 to 2000. It wasn't 1998. I, I went a little early on that. But it was but that's the whole point. Oh, what a liar. You gave us bad lie. data. Come on. I gave you so Boo much this data. Man. Boo. Boo this man. Boo. this man. He came out. He did the Jericho entrance. And it was a young, small guy debuting to the WWE roster. Right, right. I, a guy like Shawn Michaels, a guy like Bret Hart, who could carry the company, he got off to a bad start. But that was the biggest pop that I've ever felt in my entire life. Holy shit, Chris Jericho is in WWE. You were not at the show, correct? You were watching at home? You were at the show? No. Oh. Couldn't afford damn. that shit. Okay. I just didn't know if you were also in the same boat as, as TVZ and then mine was going to look bad because I wasn't at either no, of the no, shows I was, was going to mention. No, I'm on That's why. I got to say... Um, I, I got two of them that I think are kind of cool. One's a little bit more recent, and the other one's just going to be fun for CJ. Um, but it's not true. It's definitely true. I'm not just saying it for no reason. But the most recent one, which I thought was maybe one of the loudest pops recently, is when the New Day were going to be part of the tag team match at WrestleMania, and they decided that somebody else was going to join the match, and nobody thought it was going to be Jeff and. Matt Hardy because they had wrestled the night before at Ring of Honor and all this stuff. And then their music hit and the crowd went effing nuts. Hmm. So I thought that was a cool pop. But I, I actually, one of the most memorable pops, and I'm being completely serious and I love the moment, is when the day after WrestleMania, when, when the Hollywood Hunk's brother, Dolph Ziggler, showed up and cashed in on Alberto Delrio! And he won the Heavyweight Championship on Monday night WrestleMania. Dolph the was so hot for that. It was amazing. Fucking when you heard that, let's go. Yes, Did he hit with a famous, sir? What happened? You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me right now. 
That's what you're doing. That was a great pop. How dare you? It was a good pop. I hate to admit it. He cashed in on... Uh, I mean, we the... got to know all about this, man. All, all the good and the bad. Uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> this, is all the, this is the worst thing that's happened uh, in Alberto Del Rio's life. Was... No, it's not. Yes. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes. Wait, there's more? That's for another podcast. Wait. I would think there are certain female wrestlers on the AEW roster that would say that that is not the worst thing about Alberto Del Rio. Well, I'm going to have him to do I don't believe the heavyweight championship the day after WrestleMania to go. How dare you? But that's as much as I'm getting into that. Yeah, that's right. You back off. All right. How dare you say that about Alberto Del Patron? Okay. Patron. Yeah, that's his uh, TNA name. That was right? his. Well, I think that was El Patron was Lucha Underground. Oh, man. And Lucha Underground. He's a saint, and he lost to Dolph Ziggler. That was a great pop, though. I, I have to admit. That was a huge pop. Dolph did not hold that belt for very long, unfortunately. You know what belt Dolph isn't going to be holding? What's that? Well, I mean, no one's going to be holding a belt when it's Sammy and KO. I failed on that transition. Hooray. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah, that's now uh, we're going to talk about the main event from SmackDown with KO and Sami Zayn. So there were some good storylines to happen throughout SmackDown. Uh, you know, we see Sammy uh, meeting up with Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman is letting Sammy know that no one's there for him. He's all by himself, isolated and alone, out in the waters around the island of relevancy. And they trust him to get the job done. And they did a good job, too, because afterwards, Sammy's all like, tell Roman, he made the right choice counting on me. I got you. And he's like, I I don't know. It just feels like it's a kind of like a false confidence he's got going on for him. And that's all they're doing is they're playing up this is Sammy going to win? Could have ramifications in the bloodline if he loses and no one's there to help him. What's going to happen to Sammy? And I'm wondering that too, watching all of this. Miss Rizzo, do you have something to say? The KO and Sammy main event that the storyline, like you had mentioned with, with him talking with uh, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman beforehand. Um, just, it, it was similar to the two matches that we broke down earlier. And that's really what I want to get into. Like, it didn't have a finish, but that has some storyline with the bloodline in Roman. I will say, like, though, it They did... were kind of setting up Sammy as going in and trying to prove something by getting the win. And then that almost got pulled out from under him at the end. And he's back where we were. And does he have to answer to Roman? Does he not? He's unsure. And I have a different, I have a, I have a timeline I want to talk about a different mindset. Before uh, uh, you go, uh, TBZ. Uh, you're just saying that it was kind of very similar to the matches we described. And I'm going to go out on a limb and actually say that I don't see that many parallels from this match to the other two that we watched. Um, just that there weren't too many callbacks, I guess. Um, it was just a regular match. Uh, I feel like it's them kind of wrestling at current day more than them in NXT. And they had different storylines, too. Although I did have an interesting thought. While I watched the match flow recap of this kind of like mini rivalry between those two. Um, Do you think the animosity was lacking? Do you think that it didn't feel the same as NXT because they didn't hate each other as much? Maybe there's... That's it, actually. Yes. No, that is a very good point. And I think that is the element here that I'm speaking to that made it seem like it was just kind of a regular match. And not to say regular as in like bad, but just like... 
you know, they did their moves. Uh, if, they're if, telling a story with this match, and it's more about the story of Sammy and the Bloodline, not Sammy and KO. I would think that they're a little blurred here, but I'm going to go down a different a different way because I I think Sammy might have been snapped out of some stuff at the end. He looked disappointed, like, "Hey, I was going to be able to prove the Roman, and you guys decided that I'm I'm not able to do that. This was just to get at KO and again me not proving anything." No, but this match I, is I'm great because go down, of what happens at the end, and I would like to talk about this. Yes, so but I'm going to go down a different way. So I stumbled upon a thread here by so uh, a Twitter account. It's listed as Myth Jif Wrestling, and he's listed as someone who does a little bit of like Camp Sammy and KO, like historian kind of thing of just a lot what he's like talking about or or sending info about. And this little tweet like thread that he did talked about, and I'll just go in detail of in 2001, Kevin and Sammy had a, had a match at WrestleMania where KO said the goal was to stun Sammy back into reality, back who he used to be. Fierce and heroic and beloved. In 2001, he failed. And he's like, and this is a thread about two years later, he may have succeeded. He's like, Kevin tried to argue with Sammy this week before the match that you can see in Sammy's eyes flicked you know, thoughtfully before he rejects Cam- Kevin's words. And he shows the gif of this here. But during the Kevin and Sammy's fight this week, you can see a strange thing happen. Sammy started off the match reminding everyone that he was fighting Kevin for Roman's sake to serve the bloodline. But almost immediately, beginning in the ring, with Kevin got Sammy's blood boiling as it always happens. He's always had prone himself no matter what. His spirit can't say down when he they're in the ring together. As they fought, Sammy had to start pulling out every bit of offensive could. He did that, like the the where he's holding KO's hand and he does the, oh, I forget what it's called. He goes up on the ropes and does the tornado DDT. Is that what it's called? Um, He hasn't done that in like five or six years. The last time he did it was like against KO. He's like, he was fighting for KO's respect with every fiber of his beating. being. Like, I felt that he lost the struggle. I get that. And then when, when they, when the bloodline finally showed up, his and he was upset that it was just to come after Sao or KO. His like handshake with Jimmy and Jay was like the saddest it's ever been. And he's just he kind of reluctantly put the one in the air and he's just uh he's just not sure. And it's just it was a different look at where we are, and I kind of liked where he's going with all of this. And I wanna I wanted the I like the work, I wanted to give props for the for the thread, and it shows the gifs so you can see kind of how the matches broke down that way. But it was just a – it's not over for the two of them. We'll see what happens. I don't know. No, I don't think it's over for them because I don't think they ever got started. I rambled. <laughs> uh, I don't think they even got started. I think everybody's trying to get Sammy and KO into a feud-like storyline on the main brand. And this isn't it. This does feel uh, like an echo of that. But it is not – what it is not what we watch in NXT, that's for sure. That's a really and, interesting, uh, honestly, that's a really interesting take because this is the logical progression between those two, but you could see it going on for longer. I just think it's, the bloodline took over. Like that whole storyline is running so good. I think that we have said this in previous episodes that it's like, I think honestly, that storyline's taking a backseat. And I think they're trying to just keep KO close by so once Sammy is done, they can get ready for that or at least have some gravity to it. Um, and that would, that's what this will do. 
Yeah. Play it out for as long as it can. Figure it out as it goes. Play the crowd. And when that storyline comes to fruition, let it go. And I think the emotion we're seeing out of uh, Sammy, again, is more suited in the whole bloodline thing. I wanted to point out these like little snippets before the match because I think it was Sammy had that false confidence. He got built up like he's the representative of the bloodline. He is the emissary for the island of remis- uh, of, of rele- uh, relevancy. And um, so, you know, he was all like, yeah, it's on me. I got to do this. And so when they interfered, that 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 face you were talking about, I think it's him being like, guys, it almost feels like you guys don't trust me to get this job done. And that's more like offending him. And that's why you said, like, you, you know, you're not wrong, Mr. Rizzo. It did look like the saddest one. And I think that's what it was. He's like, you guys think I'm a bumbling idiot and can't handle myself. Roman believed in me and you guys don't. Yeah, I wanted to get the quote right from the last gif that was in here. It says, as Sammy shakes off Kevin's feebly clutching hand on his foot, you can see him resigning himself to the fact that the realization has come too late, far too late, that there's no getting back what he's sacrificed to be in the bloodline. Not his friendship with Kevin, but it's uh, his self. That's not true. There are so many redemption arcs. As a storyteller myself, there are. I get that. I understand the oh, entire. The feeling. next one is it's not too late. Right underneath, he yeah, says it's not it's too not, late. I'm. I'm just liked where it was going. Okay, I'm no, cool. no, that's I'm completely cool fine. I'm like, wait a minute, no, no, no. We have an arc here. We have so much beauty. We here. got well. How many months until Mania? That's the arc. What? 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 No, never mind. Oh, no, 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 not at the Rumble. This We're is not to be that. Any... Oh god. We're not going to see anything at the Rumble. We'll get to that next week, but oh. I mean, here's the thing. We will see that. You're right. We have to wait till Mania, but maybe we see something at the at the Rumble. I believe you are correct. Oh my gosh, there's so much speculation. We got a predictions episode well, coming up. Boys, we yeah, do we're gonna have next one week we're up. gonna have predictions in the future. I hope we also talk to my friend Chris Gullo of the WrestleNomics podcast, and he can talk a lot of things wrestling. So we got a lot of things cooking. But what we got coming up next, boys? I think it's time that we, uh, you know, address the elephant in the room. Uh, kind of touch on the news that happened this week. Yes, we're gonna normally at this time or sometimes in the podcast I do the NXT minute, and unfortunately. I was really not up for watching wrestling uh, Tuesday night, uh, last night, with uh, the news of the passing of uh, Jay Briscoe or Jem Puig. I believe that's to pronounce, how to pronounce his name. Is it is it Puig? Um, but Jim Puig uh, died in a car accident yesterday. One of the Briscoes, the tag match um, that he just recently had in the dog collar match with FTR uh, was one of the matches of the year, I think, for a lot of people this past year. Um, but he's been wrestling in ring of honor for like 15, 20 years. And it's just really sad. I just didn't really want to watch wrestling yesterday, but I want to give props to him. One, I didn't watch, to be honest, I didn't watch a ton of the Briscoe's matches, but one of them that's memorable to me was him having a tag match with Okada and Nakamura at ring of honor years ago. And just the, the reason it was kind of memorable is really not even so much about the Briscoe's, but Nakamura actually starts the match with almost like not knowing how to how to like what shaking hands is all about. So he just starts shaking everybody's hands and even the refs. Um, it's just it's kind of funny, but like they put on a banger and I just I, I wanted to just not watch wrestling yesterday and I want to give a tribute to, to Jay Briscoe and uh, we'll be bringing back the NXT 
minute uh, in the future. Um, but so yeah, stay that's tuned the, to the TikTok. Stay tuned for more NXT minute. We'll get some up on the TikToks. We'll have a lot more fun watching wrestling. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, when we're live recording on, on Wednesday night here. Now, um, I, but yeah, I, w- I will mention that I, I recall um, when I was over at my my parents' house uh, back when I was in Buffalo. They had cable. They had basic cable, and Ring of Honor would be on. And every once in a while, a commercial would pop up, and it would be the Briscoes. And I tell my pops, like, "Hey, look, if you like wrestling at all, if you want to see some messed up stuff, watch the Briscoes. They're really good." And I never got to watch them as much as I really should have. Um, and and truly, um, it's not appropriate for us to go into an Alberto Del Rio clip uh, at this point. Um, no, you but know, let us take a moment of silence. And now the show must go on. And and in Jay Briscoe's honor, I think we should keep the the tope moment. Um, the, let's look out for something because honestly, I didn't get watch, get 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 enough time to watch this man wrestle, and now all I get to do is watch him on recordings. And think tope suicida. It's time for that tope suicida moment. Uh, I generally, I think I've been going first a lot. Guys, what what do you think? Does anybody uh, do? Any- I don't think that at all. I think I went first last time. Wow, wow. Okay, so I I will go ahead and I will um, say that my Tope Suicida, the moment to look out for, is more Rumble contestants being added to the mix. I feel like myself as a wrestling fan likes to speculate on numbers, positions, surprise entrance, NXT call ups, and all of these things. So I'm just really curious to see who will be announced for the Rumble to see what spots fill up and and where to go from there. I know I'm I'm skipping a beat. I said we shouldn't topay about the Rumble, but that's that's my moment. Let's keep looking out. Well, for- you're not you're not topaying a prediction, which is what you were trying to get at. We shouldn't like, you know, we shouldn't be like Look out for X to win the Rumble. Sure. You're like, I'm excited for who's going to be for the Rumble. So let's look forward to what WWE does best. Advertisements Woo! for the Rumble. And they always try and get creative with it. So you're you're excited about that process, and that's what you're looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. No need to justify yourself here. Come on. You're like, I got We're all friends. You're my best friend. Nah. Mr. Now. Rizzo, you got a toe pack? <laughs> I believe this is going to be a not looking forward to, but go back and watch but because of when it's coming out. But I believe as a recording or it's ended right now would have been, I believe it was, was it Darby Allen versus Kushida? Yes, it was, it was tonight yes, on, was on AEW Dynamite. The open oh, challenge that um, got announced a week prior to whatever. Yeah, and go. I know oh, that there are plenty of crappy wrestling Twitter accounts out there that like to go terrible booking, no build. And I'm like, who cares? I get to see Kushida and Darby Allen. Who gives a fuck? Like, I'm going to go watch these guys. It's going to be awesome. Like, I don't know. You guys have the wrong attitude when you're going to watch the wrestling that you like. Cool. These guys are going to have fun and I'm going to enjoy it. So you guys should too. Go out and watch those two guys wrestle. And uh, come back next week with us at Honk If You Love Wrestling. At gmail.com, at Wrestling Honks on Twitter. We'll talk about CJ. We'll talk. What do you we'll got? We'll talk next week about who Darby Allen faces for the championship because he's going to 
I'm no spoiler, but you know he's gonna win that fucking match for Kushida. It's gonna be a banger. What? Spoiler? Did you already? He's been no, watching. No, I haven't been recording. watching. But damn he's it, it's been start, watching. It's another win. He, <laughs> this is touching on from earlier. It's gonna be a great match. But damn it, it's gonna be. Yeah, we know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> now, before Mister Rizzo railroads me and I don't get my tope out there, I just want to oh, say, oh, oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to end the show. I was just trying to plug some more socials. At Wrestling Hawks. Uh, <laughs> um, my tope, the best friends, specifically Orange Cassidy. Um, be on the lookout. They seem to be kind of tugging at this whole, hey, I know you beat Trent in that match. Are you guys doing all right? Yeah, we're totally fine. Wink, wink. Yeah, Trent's like, I'm I'm, I'm going to tell my mom. Right, exactly. Like something, <laughs> something's <laughs> up with that. brewing there. And, uh, He's going to tell Sue about, about Orange. There's going to be an issue. And Orange needs uh, some more challengers for the Atlantic belt. So we could maybe see some t- storylines blend in there. So be on the lookout. Maybe best friends break up. I hope not because, well... I don't know. I just want to see our OC doing just be doing all friends right. or acquaintances. <laughs> yeah. Recently acquainted. It's cool because you get to see Trent maybe as a champion. Like it, it legitimizes no. him. Screw Trent. He's been an asshole. I know Trent? we he has no, Yuta is kind of an asshole now too, he but be- at the time when he wasn't, you uh you know, uh Trent perpetuated the assholeness by being one to him. Not to go on a non-sequitur, because it is related, but I did watch the AEW Championship progression throughout the years recently, and I did watch OC um, beat Pac for that belt, and it felt different than that first match. And watching OC wrestle, and for me to say that winning the belt from OC would legitimize Trent is a big step for me to take. So I love your Tope lookout moment. You made wow. a little bit of a believer out of me. I don't like wow. it. I don't like you it. Saying that OC's putting people over. You, you stop. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yes. 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 Guys, <laughs> there's hope honks. still. <laughs> wrestling fucking honks right now. What do you think? <laughs> it is honk. Honk. That was abrupt. <laughs> wrestling honk. I just felt like doing honk. I just you said wrestling honk, so I gave you a honk. I was. I'm, you guys think I'm jumping the gun, ending the show today? I'm just just excited about well, I mean, doing honk. Let's be real. That we are at the end of the show here. We are. So just to ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming along and coming back week after week. Uh, please, we look for we we're looking for some interaction to our fan base out there. So uh, we mean it when we say check us out on Twitter at wrestling honks. Uh, email us honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com. That is the main source. Uh, uh, you know, we, I mean, we watch all of our stuff, but we were trying to get some traffic going. So you send us emails, send us Twitter, uh, tweets. Yeah, Twitter. yeah we're, 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 oh, man, TBZ doesn't know how to Twitter. <laughs> we're picking up some subscribers, we're picking up to some, uh, some listeners now. So, honestly, any platform, just search honk if you love wrestling. That'll probably be us. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on. Uh, Instagram, I think CJ said we're on uh, TikTok, Flim Flam, Flim Flam, Pagers. TikTok, Let pagers. me put my pager number. Uh, I'll throw it on. If you email us, I will give you my pager. Emailer, you're gonna have to pick a different target here for your email, and we will <laughs> gladly put it on the air. Yeah, you send us an email. You got a hot take? We'll throw it on air. You got we're some excited. tweets? If you if you make us chuckle, if you get if you roast us really good on Twitter, we'll throw that up on the episode too. We're like we're gonna have to have the segment and, and really hammer out this a hole this a hole on the internet, and oh. saying some bad choice words or whatever, you know. 
So, or if you want to get some of your crazy predictions out into the world before the actual uh, Royal Rumble happens, the yeah, yeah. next week or two weeks, because next week we're going to do a full prediction breakdown with all the matches, and maybe if you want to get one of those in there and see if it'll pay off, and want to be on the show. Tell us about it oh, so we can talk pool. about it. What about the or pool? we can steal the idea for ourselves. And it's great because we feel a little thirsty. But as I mentioned before, I think we're a little thirsty for wrestling. So let's see what next week takes us. Let's see where next week brings us. We're going to have some rumble predictions and a lot of fun on the podcast. So listen up. And gentlemen, Wrestling Honks. Honk. Honk. Honking it. Honk.